0: Today's episode is in celebration of fathers everywhere. I want to share with you my top seven lessons that I've learned over the last few years freelancing at home while being a dad. Father's Day the holiday is coming up, but every day is Father's Day. And I want to first take the time to thank my dad. No parent is perfect. But the overall impression that was left in my mind and my heart about my dad is that he loved us and he put us first and he wanted his children in his life. He wanted to be a dad. He liked being a dad despite the stresses and he wanted to spend time with us. And that really leaves a lasting impression on a kid. Um, And I think I've carried that with me to my dadhood where the whole reason why I'm freelancing and working the way that I'm working is because I want to spend more time with my children and I want to spend more time with my wife. And my dad accomplished a serious upgrade from his father that his father Loved his family and he worked hard and he was gone all the time working and trying to provide for his family. And that generation um, was a lot like that. And uh, there were also less opportunities than there are today to be able to just work at home. In fact, I mean, the Internet didn't even exist. So my dad, uh, he he wanted to at least commit to being able to have a standard nine to five job where he could be home on the evenings and home every weekend And he succeeded at that. And um, I never once felt that he was trying to avoid us with his work. And I really enjoyed the time that I had with him because he was home most evenings and most weekends. And he worked hard to be able to provide a good life for us. And he was passionate about being a dad. Uh, Despite any shortcomings, he he was trying his absolute best because he loved his kids. And he paved the way for me. Uh, to be able to give even more time to my kids uh, where now I get to work only 20 to 25 hours a week and that's enough to support my family comfortably and I'm able to work at home so that I can support my family in other ways uh, by providing more time to them and more help around the house and more help with kids. And I love that I get to be here and I'm not missing all the little moments that kids have as they're growing up That uh, it's not just my wife giving me a a summary of the day, I'm here witnessing it. Even though there's a few hours a day where I'm not available, uh, on mostly four days a week, um, I'm still available most of the time. So I'm grateful that my father taught me work ethic, but also empathy. Uh, He was very good at allowing me as a child to show emotion And I'm very grateful for that because it was not typical for dads in the 90s and generations before that. um, They tended to be uncomfortable with shows of emotion and um, it started to be talked about a little bit in the 90s. Um, But in my generation, it's more prevalent for sure that dads are okay with their children showing emotion. They're okay to show emotion and they're okay to be present with their children in that and allowing their child to process that and and I'm really grateful that my dad taught me that it's okay to cry um but he also taught me how to be a man. He taught me how to be a family man and uh so I thank you, dad, for unapologetically being my dad and and just loving that role. That you took on for those years. I also wanted to thank all the dads out there that are committed to raising their children, but they don't have a spouse to help because of various circumstances. Freelancing is definitely for you as well. And I want to thank all the men who have stepped into fatherly roles where the biological father abandoned post or died. Every child needs a father and a mother, and I'm grateful for all the people that step into those roles. Working at home has really helped me to gain enormous respect for the moms that take on the full burden of childcare during the day, and it's not easy, and children know how to find all your triggers, they know how to push all your buttons, and you can either see it as an opportunity to transform who you are, or you can choose to be defeated by it. And you can, that when you see your ugly come out, you can choose to just kind of give into it and be like, well, this is just how it is. Is it just who I am? Or you can choose choose to change and transform yourself. And I also wanted to thank my grandfathers and the ways in which they have paved. It's like each generation prepares a path for the next generation to then walk down. <laughs> and then that generation builds more of the path and then the generation after walks down it. and And that's how it goes. And it's really cool. Um, I would encourage you to learn about your ancestors and all the fathers generation to generation as you go back. Um, I'm also grateful for the father of my wife, my father-in-law, and all that he has taught me and all that he taught my wife and the way in which he loved and raised her. Nobody has a greater impact on the state of this world and the future of humanity than parents. They are literally raising the people that will lead countries and start businesses and find solutions to the world's problems. So, let's get into the seven top lessons that I've learned freelancing as a dad over the last few years. Now, what I do as a freelancer is I do video content marketing. I help businesses to design their video strategies, and then I help to implement them and manage those strategies, just so you can have a sense of what I do day to day and what my business is about. So, lesson number one is that there will always be more steps than you think to get to your goal. And then more steps within those. (laughs) Learn to love the process. You're going to get interrupted more often than you want to because you're at home and you have to figure out how to work. It doesn't mean you can't have boundaries. Like I have a certain work schedule and there's usually two-hour blocks that I'm working That the the interruptions are very minimal, if at all, but you're going to struggle to just work eight hours straight during the day if you have kids at home. Um, So don't don't expect that. (laughs) But if you're organized and you're patient with the process, it's going to be okay. You'll go into it thinking, you know, once I do these three things, I'm going to get my first client. And then those three things turned out to be 30 things that you actually had to do before you got your first client. And that's just life. That's a lesson you have to learn with life. We're in the process right now of trying to uh, build our own house, and we haven't started the actual building of the house yet, but we've been doing all the prep work that has had a thousand more steps than we initially expected. A lot of prep work with our income, with finances, how we do taxes. It's taking much longer than I thought it would to, uh, to prepare to be able to Uh, get into a house being self-employed. And um, so this lesson continues to pop up in my life. (laughs) It's not just something that you need to know in your business, that there'll always be more steps than you think. So be okay with that and just do things in, in wisdom and in order and in the right order Make sure that you keep prioritizing everything and that you know what the next step is and that you're okay to keep discovering new steps that you didn't know would be there. And when I talk about being patient, it's it's not about just waiting around for five years before finding your first client, even though you're putting in 20 hours a week into your business. With freelancing, you can raise your income much faster than being an employee. So in reality, employees actually have a lot more patience than I do. Um, I don't have the patience to only get a 3% raise per year when that doesn't even keep up with inflation, uh, let alone a growing family. But you must be patient with the growth that you have to experience in order to start making money as a freelancer. And everyone's timeline is going to be different because it depends on how quickly They develop certain skills and knowledge and whether they're doing the steps in order or if you try to skip steps, then it ends up actually taking longer then you have to backtrack. Um, So everyone's journey is gonna look a little bit different. You could find your first client within a week or two or it might take a couple of months. Um, It really just depends. So be okay with whatever your story is. Lesson number two, the more effort you put into becoming a better parent, the more success you'll have in your freelance business. Your children really are your greatest teachers. Uh, Parenting becomes easier the better you are at communication, the better you are at sales techniques, the better parent you'll be as you use persuasion to help move your children into doing what they need to do, um, opposed to using coercion. If you try to use coercion in your business, you're going to push clients away. You're not going to have success. But if you're using persuasion, you will. And your children's behavior will become more tolerable when you're showing respect and you know how to get onto their level and communicate and sync up with them. The same skill is used when convincing clients to work with you uh, and being able to build strong client relationships is being able to listen to what they want rather than talking over them. The same thing applies as a parent. You're going to constantly see these parallels. And when you let them, your children will transform you into a better version of yourself. You become more patient, more understanding you you this all this affects how you deal with people in in your work. If you can convince a child to brush his teeth, then you can get a client to hire you <laughs> so focus on that if you have young kids that are still trying to get in the habit of brushing their teeth again it doesn't come through coercion it comes through education um our five year old who's turning six soon um we he he's he usually reminds us if we've forgotten to to help brush his teeth in the morning and at night before bed um because we've educated him on why you brush teeth in a in a kind of calm uh consistent way um and he's ha- he had moments when he was a toddler where there was definitely a lot of pushback um but we had to keep consistently persuading him until eventually it clicked. But we had to be patient during that time when he didn't understand yet. If you educate your potential clients of why they should work with you, why they need the help that you can offer them, rather than trying to manipulate them or coerce them, you're using persuasion and you're gonna find more success. That's the best approach to parenting. That's the best approach to building your business and finding clients. Lesson number three is that money does not help your family feel more secure. You being home does. You being in their life does. Your wife, knowing that she can have your help if needed, helps her feel more secure. Oh, my husband's here if I absolutely need him. Your children know that they have two parents that they can go to. If there's an emergency, dad is already home. Uh, If mom is having an off day, uh, dad is there to step in and help with the kids more. It allows you to form deeper relationships with your kids with your wife and that is what ultimately helps them feel more secure so don't fall into the trap of thinking oh the more if i just had more money then we would all feel more secure i was there that's what i believed at first and then i discovered that that was definitely not the case because i would when we were completely insecure financially and masses of debt way behind not able to put any money into savings Um, I wasn't earning enough to even keep up with our bills. We felt super insecure, but it didn't have to do with the money. But then when I finally had that mental switch of, oh, me being here and me supporting my family in all the other ways, not just financially is what brings that security. And once I had that switch, me and my family started to feel more secure, even though we were still in $30,000 of debt. That proves that it wasn't the lack of money that was making us insecure. Um, also, we figured out a financial plan. We had a plan that would help us get out of our financial hole that we were in. We, we had a clear plan. We had our priorities figure out, figured out. We had a roadmap. So that also helped us to feel more secure that there was a plan. We were on the same, you know, me and my wife were on the same page and, and that um, brought that security back into our home. Lesson number four is to listen to your wife's advice regarding your business, even if she knows nothing about your industry. She has a right to get inspired when it comes to bringing in income to your home, even if she's not doing anything directly for your business. Some of the best decisions that I've made was a result of my wife's coaching. <laughs> so uh don't cast her aside thinking, oh, well, you know, I I'm just kind of working in a silo here and I can't get any help from her. It's amazing the insights that she can have just by being your wife and being your partner in per in in, in the income production for the home, even if she's not doing the, the work for the clients. Um, she has a right to be inspired with ideas. She has a right to ask the right questions that can help you figure out what you need to do. And she has always been very good at that and asking me good questions and helping me to discover, oh, this is what I need to do next or helping me to prioritize what I need to focus on. Um, even though she's not a professional business coach and she doesn't know much about the industry that I work in. So don't, don't disregard uh, what she can provide for your business. So don't think that you're alone in building your business. Your wife is there to help. Lesson number five is that you can't put your business in order until your home is in order. Seriously, like the the more organized the stuff is in your house, the less clutter you have, the more organization you have in your routines and your schedules and the systems that help to manage your life in your house, the more success. You'll have in your business because one you're surrounded by your house when you're working at home so it affects you even more presently than when you're working at an office somewhere um two just energetically and subconsciously there is space that gets taken up in your brain when your house is not in order every time that my wife and i uh, troubleshoot something with the order of our house or you know if it has to do with just our cooking routines or whether we're eating healthier or how we're managing our chores and keeping on top of keeping the house in order, or how we're managing our kids' activities and their experiences and their routines. Uh, When we keep improving that, it unlocks new ideas that I have that help me to grow my business. It, it, It helps my head to stay clear so that I can get inspired, so that I can have ideas that help me to grow my business quicker. And it helps me to feel more settled as I'm working, knowing that, okay, my family is taken care of and they're doing okay. My house is in order. And because of that, I can now focus on my business. I can focus on earning money to help support the continued building up of my house. So if you need to stop working for an hour and you need to clean up the clutter in your office, you need to vacuum the house, then do it. <laughs> this also goes for your office space specifically. Every night or every other night, I'm always zipping through and making sure that this office is cleaned up because this space, I also have my my son in the back has a Lego table uh, where he likes to build and he likes to kind of, you know, this is where I create, this is my creation space where I'm creating this business and I'm creating videos And this is also a creation space for my son who creates Legos and and other things. Um, But I also have to help him to keep things clean and organized in his space. Um, But by keeping this space in order, it helps me to think more clearly. When your space is in order, you will literally have an easier time getting clients. Um, You'll take yourself more seriously. And so will they. Even though they can't see the rest of your house, they don't know how in order it is they can feel it because they can just sense it from you feeling like you're in an unsettled, disheveled place and state in your life. But when things are organized and and they're cleaned up and you have, I mean, think about it when an office building, like they have people they hire to clean it up, to keep it orderly so that there's not just chaos and mess everywhere. And it helps Uh, people to feel that they can take themselves more seriously and they can work easier. The same goes for your house. You've got to keep things in order and cleaned up and you will have more success. Lesson number six is a big one. Any money that you earn is equally your wife's money. (laughs) I don't care if she doesn't spend an ounce of time working in your business. Your home and your business life are the same and you share the same roof and she is equally deserving of the money that uh, is is being written in your name you know just because your name is on the check does not mean that the money is just for you even if you have an employee job the same goes for that whether you're an employee or a freelancer your paycheck is equally your wife's and you both get to decide how to spend that money How to budget it, how to manage it. The whole my money, her money thing will lead to divorce the majority of the time. For myself, at first, I was working in a bubble managing our money without really informing my wife of where we were at. And she was more distant from it. And we ended up in $30,000 of credit card debt and totally broke. Um, A lot of it had to do with the fact that I just, as I wasn't earning enough money, I was having shame and I'm and, and like, no, this is all, I'm the one that got us in this hole. I have to figure this out. I don't want to bother. A lot of it was coming from the place of uh, not trying to deceive her or anything. I just, I didn't want to bother her with it. I didn't want to stress her out. It was already stressful enough enough being a new parent. I didn't want to have to throw that onto her as well you have to have that second accountability partner your wife will have a lot of good ideas when it comes to how to manage your money and even how to earn the money you have to involve her don't just take that on yourself and it's okay if like one or the other does the bills and you can designate various tasks but you both have to be fully involved on knowing where you're at financially and knowing your numbers and the role she plays in helping to manage your family and your home has a huge impact on your business. So she might as well be getting a paycheck in her name because she really does deserve that money. Now, my wife actually does legally have her name on half of the money that my business business brings in because she has 40% ownership. I have 40% ownership in the company. She has 40% ownership and then our trust has 20% ownership. And so according to the IRS, she gets paid a decent salary every year, um, even though she isn't working directly with my clients. But she does earn that money, I can tell you that. And uh, she's taking the lead on managing the side of the business that is is most important. And that's our home. And I help a lot with that. But she still takes on more of that because she's not spending time working with clients or doing any of those business admin tasks. Um, But she is my go-to business coach and she's getting paid. Several thousand dollars an hour for the coaching that she provides me, but honestly that coaching alone uh is worth what she gets paid so remember, remember the money you earn is you and your wife 's money equally and lesson number seven i'm more passionate about being able to be at home with my wife and my kids more and providing them us a better life by being able to work at home in this kind of situation than I am about what i 'm actually doing for work. And I discovered that about uh, 2 years into my freelancing journey that as I was trying to pursue certain passions in my business, I I realized wait a second. My top passion isn't filmmaking. It's being a husband and a dad. And so I realized that I needed to kind of alter my freelancing services because I was pursuing things that weren't going to make me enough money soon enough, even though I might have been more passionate about it. So I decided to alter um, my services and only focus on video editing because that was the skill I had. And that was a very marketable skill. Yeah. And it just dawned on me one morning really early, uh, what my true passion really was, that it was my family. It was being a dad. It was being a husband and being able to provide them a life that allowed me to be a part of it more where I was only working part-time at home. And so I decided that I didn't care what I was doing in my freelance business as long as it allowed me to keep working at home, earning the income that I wanted to earn and being able to work less. And over the years I've been able to evolve what I do in my freelance business to get closer and closer to what my career passions are. Um, and so it doesn't mean that you can never get to that place. Obviously you wanna, you wanna do what you love, but video editing was close enough. Like I grew up doing a lot of filmmaking and editing and I enjoyed editing enough. It wasn't my top passion, but I enjoyed it enough. It wasn't like it was something totally different than anything I've ever been interested in. You have to have some level of interest in order to um, convince clients to pay you for it. But yeah, over the years I've been able to gradually move into more uh, more of what I'm passionate about by writing and teaching and, and making videos, creating content. That's my main passion, not video editing. So now I just hire a video editor to produce videos within my business. And that's why I've started to build a team and hire people to do those things so I can focus on content creation. So there you have it, the top seven lessons I've learned freelancing at home while being a dad. And I hope that you can uh, really reflect on those lessons and and integrate it into your own thinking so that you can have an advantage as you're building up your freelance business. I hope you have a great day. I hope you have a great Father's Day coming up. And I hope that you really take the time to think about the role that you're playing in your kids' lives and I promise you that by pursuing this path of being able to work at home as a freelancer has its challenges, but it is so, so worth it to be able to not miss your kids growing up and be able to be there for all the small moments and be able to be there to help your wife more equally in raising your kids, managing her home, managing her family. And I I can never go back. <laughs> I I can never go back to a normal nine to five job where I'm away from the house, and I never will. I will always find a way to keep earning money in this situation, even if I have to adapt and alter my business along the way based on changing economics. Hopefully, that's helpful to you. If so, please subscribe below. Uh, go to freelancingdads.com where you can get a free book where I get into more details and give you some initial training to get going. Um, But yeah, subscribe to the Freelance Family Man YouTube channel. You can also check me out on Instagram where I release short videos pretty often, also teaching some various concepts there. With that said, I hope you have a great dad day. I hope you have a great day in your business and I'll see you next time.